We're getting there. Food Junkie Radio, episode 21 or 22, I think. One or the other. Nice. Um, what were we talking about? Uh, I had a tough week just because I'm a human tough being. Week. Tough week. Uh, right gluten away. or lactose allergy lady. Oof. You, you know, being That's older a and, and the, learning yeah. how to turn it into an educational experience rather than being mad. Did you identify it as the transaction was going where you're like, okay, be calm? Uh, I No, I, I it's something I think about all the time because I'm a nerd. And I just maybe, I don't know, a year or so ago, I just realized my job is to educate because ah. like I'm an expert in super quotes and no way am I an expert in food, yeah. but in the food that I make personally at this one spot, You're I'm the master expert of your food, yep. and, uh, it's my job to provide the knowledge to the uninformed. Just like if I go into Ulta beauty and I am like, Hey, I need a face wash. I have oily skin mm-hmm. and my shit gets covered in oil all night. Yeah. What should I use? I would expect the regular salesperson working there to have more knowledge than I do. Truth. Truth. You know? And that's their job, you know, and we're here to help each other. Oh, and then I was like, we're all here to help our neighbor. And you're like, that's some like global shit that we need to get on. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about uh, minimum wage, minimum effort is, uh, is a bad, is not the correct thought tagline. process. Yeah. True. Yeah. Okay. See. And then we were talking about something. Black right hand stuff. And then we were like pizza parties with masks. Yeah. Pizza party with masks. Elitism. Pizza in as you quotes. Say. Pizza in quotes. Yeah. Elitism as yeah. you say. I mean, yeah, minimum wage, minimum effort. That's fucking bullshit. Um, and what was? And, the, and why do we say that's bullshit, though? Yeah, I mean, someone's going to challenge you just on that. Oh, of course. Thing. Yeah, so we have to. I mean, if it was explain. the model before, I don't even think there should be minimum wage. To be quite honest, I think businesses should have the however they want to price out. You know, whatever. Oh, because well, we're super. We're both secretly super capitalists of like. Either your business model survives or it fails. Or it does. And that's on you, 100%. At least in this iteration of capitalism for the food industry. Mm Because I I can't say capitalism applies to everything because, one, I don't know shit about anything. Second, uh, I know a little bit about food, not so much. But in the idea that it is, uh, what's it called? In the idea that, um, what was I saying? Capitalist, minimum wage, minimum effort. Yeah, for the food thing, it's just, yeah, because everybody's, you know, trying to carve out a way to do business. And you're always, you're you're going to compare in varying degrees the market. That's just naturally what's going to happen. And then from there, I mean, fuck minimum wage. Because at least to the worker, in my opinion, as a baseline, you're looking for the opportunity. And then whatever opportunity you build from there, you don't have to stay there. Or if you want to stay there, you can. But it's all on the worker. Where in the situation now with what the federal minimum wage is, at least in my opinion, is it's there as, well, you can't go any less than this. I was like, okay. And then. And I I get why it's there. Yeah. It's because like the big guys, they're all friends. Yeah. And they would come together and figure out. A way to not give you no money. Oh, there's no minimum? Fine. We'll just go under it. Yeah. And we'll team up to like. Like uh, loophole, the monopoly rule. True. Right? They would. But I mean, to some degree, you could almost make an argument that there is some version of that in the food industry because there's Mm -hmm. workers that are on the paper and there's workers that, you know, are not on the paper. And that's similar to, okay, we're going to find a loophole and undercut the shit. You know what I mean? So, and going back to the minimum wage thing, I just think, you know, it's definitely not minimum effort if, unless the person who looks at it that way, 
and that's a right. social thing. And I don't know if that's slowly changed through the years. Uh, elbow grease, kind of that deal. It, it shifted almost, it seems like, to some form of entitlement where it's like, yeah. oh, I don't need to. I, I just, need. To, I should get paid more than this, and I should. I should. Yeah. Because I exist. Yeah, because we live in a different world now, and I gotta, you know, this is the times. Like, yeah. and it's like, what, what kind of shit is that? <laughs> well, okay, if this is the times, then why can't I charge more per item? Exactly. Because all of a sudden, I gotta pay people more, but I can't charge more. Yeah. But like, the person in charge should be doing all this work. I'm like, well, then why? Do, why am I doing all this extra shit? If I could just go be minimum wage for someone else, then there's no drive. See, that's and what I'm like saying. you, and we need to develop more people with the drive. Of like, it's not about the money. You know, obviously you need the money to get mm-hmm. around and do things that you want to do. But yeah. like, your focus has to be a little bit more of like, what am I providing? Skills. You Skills. Know, I'm providing what you're learning. I'm providing mm-hmm. a place that people can come in in my community and have a good night. Yeah. And bring some joy to the Taking day. something from that you know? as opposed to yeah. the financial side. Which, and it, this could be a society thing and a social thing or a world thing. It's all about the money. Mm-hmm. Fuck everybody else. Fuck your neighbor. Fuck everybody else. It's all yeah. cents and dollars, and that notion gets floated out there a lot of ways, good and bad. You know, you can look mm-hmm. at it that way and kind of finesse it, where it's like, yeah, you know, it is about the money. You know, keep your paper right. Cool. Yes. 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 Relatively. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But then also, do you do it stepping on the backs of your fellow man? Yeah, that's part of the pie chart of your of mm-hmm. your hundred percent person. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I'm not going to step on everybody and anybody to get what I want. I'm going to go get what I want in the way I want to do it. True. Yeah. See, but I think that's the hardest part is yeah. people have a hard time finding out what they want to do. So yeah. that's why anybody who's young trying to get in, in any industry, and let's just talk about cooking specifically, that's where you come in with the, mm-hmm. I am at a point now where I do have to teach both patron and employee to yeah. kind of harmonize this idea of a place of eating for my surrounding people and the people serving it. I'm trying to give them skills to go on and, you know, press forward and do something of like this, yeah. whether it's in this industry or something else, because like that, you know, secret black hand meeting you were at, they were emphasizing how you get it. So that yeah. lets you know, like whatever it is that you're picking up in the kitchen is pretty much the same idea across the board with other yeah. industries. Cause yeah. it granted, clearly is granted. We're, we're always going to come in it from the, the kitchen food of course. perspective, but yeah. like I'm sure in every job there's skills that you learn that just help you with day to day life or, easily mm-hmm. transfer to another you know uh i was telling one of the cooks the other night he was like did you like always know that you wanted to like have your own place and i was like i mean i guess but like what's the purpose of what you're doing every day if you don't get better and what's the natural point that that reaches mm-hmm. at some point if you get better every day you should be in charge mm-hmm. and then the skills that you're learning to get better each day is not just how to cut something the fastest, most proper without cutting yourself where what temperature does that meat in particular by looking at have to be at to be cooked right? Like your skill set then is how do you most efficiently transfer the knowledge from my head to you? Mm-hmm. And how do I do all this paperwork that's not cooking in the most efficient way so it doesn't take all my day so I can do the part I like? Mm-hmm. There's a whole other side yeah. of the cooking world that's not the cooking part. <laughs> yeah. No, it's yeah. the stuff I do every yeah. Sunday, Monday, you know, going off to whatever, uh, what's it called? I almost said Radio Shack. That's yep. not around. Going uh, to Radio Shack. Ace, yep. Ace Hardware today to pick up Velcro double-sided tape yeah. to stick new ticket rails up because I was like, 
Friday night, I was all mad that, you know, the Kicked tickets are hanging because we didn't have enough space. Uh, oh, And how much yeah. neater would that look in your brain? How much easier is it for for a young cook who's who's still struggling to learn the basic skill mm. set to get confused by tickets hanging down? Because yeah. they're going to pull the ones on the bottom first, first, but technically those are last. Yeah. But, you know, it prints different, and, like, I can just see that in my head geometrically. Yeah. But like that person is like, I gotta put five five tomatoes on the side. It just adds to another and it's layer. It's like, of fucking... God, how much easier would their life be if I just gave them like six more inches of ticket rail space? True. And that's OCD, yeah. folks. Well, <laughs> I know. I I I was laughing because I was telling some. They were like, I I want to come work for you now. I'm like, you know, before you agree to that, yeah. I've been called. Uh, how do I say asshole nicely? Uh, particular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> and uh, they laughed at that one, but. Um, you know, it's just like the way I was taught was to be like particular about uh, adding little steps to your process. Like, like we talk about taking out the trash. Actually, it's a this is a perfect example. I told one of the servers, "Hey, if you could do me a favor and take out the trash in the pasta room and leave the lining in it, that'd be clutch mm-hmm. for me." I'd, I know it seems stupid, and they're like, "No, no, no, no problem." Uh. So they take out, they sweep the room, take out the trash. Took out the lining, which I was like, man, damn, I really like that lining because it had like the elastic band on it. Oh shit! And, you gotta I mean, go to the ones without it. Those are the yeah, worst. Yeah, well, and you know the the ones with the elastic band, I was fine to keep in it because the only thing going in that trash was like dried pasta yeah. or anything yeah, dried. That's Nothing for wet. fucking years so, until yeah. that shit rips. Well, and you know me and the hippie and the plastic. Hey, you know, um, I get so it. So I went in there, whatever, the next day to make pasta, and there was no liner in there. I was like. Dude, that's exactly what I was talking about. Taking out trash. Like, <laughs> just want to take out the trash. Five people, they're going to do it five different ways. That's true. And, like, the six ways the way I want it. Yeah, the six ways the um, way you want it. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's like stupid stuff like that of how to set up your team. That's the skill set I'm working on now is like how to set up my team. How to build a For them team. to be the most uh, successful, to progress the most each day. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not about me only being the one progressing. I have to, like, Hey, when we're hella busy, don't take someone's order right away or leave, leave that bar seat open. Don't let someone sit down. And when they say, you know, and like, what are the stupid mannerisms you can do at the table? Like when the kitchen's really backed up and people are thinking about the menu, yeah, just leave, just walk away from that table. Yeah. Don't stand there. Don't yeah. stand there to get take a their feel order. for it. Yeah. yeah. It's all how feel. to work the room or, yeah. or when someone's ready to order and they order hella fast, mm-hmm. just talk about each dish with the patron for like one minute each. Yeah. Cause when you talk to all four of them, that's like five minutes that you've bought me mm-hmm. that they don't care about. Or sometimes you get them to order an extra bonus item, like an appetizer. Yeah. That's easy for me to push out. And, it's those super subtle things that make you from being just a restaurant to a better restaurant. That's true. And that's what I'm trying to work on. And that's the hardest part because yeah. in the restaurant biz. Because I can't be there on top of them. To no, show hell no. each time. Yeah. You almost I, have to I have, have to, them trust in and get yeah, that feel for the thing. I have to get them yeah. in the right mindset, mindset to be aware that that's even a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, that's hella hard because you got to think you're dealing with staffs that usually turn over within you know months yeah. to a year if that and well you have yeah to and i'm in, trying to yeah. like keep them motivated to stay with yeah. me so it's like how do you manage your your emotional mindset mm-hmm. to transfer to seven other yeah. and i only have six employees yeah or something like but you know each person thought processes are differently so i'm trying to like think how they think and how to like maximize their thought process the most efficient mm-hmm. most positive and it's like that's a lot. For, it is a for lot. For one person. For one person, a game plan. Yeah. That, 
you know, I'm supposed to be game playing for all these people doing all this, and they should be getting paid almost the same as me. Yeah. Or, like, what are we talking about? But here? I can't charge more. Yeah. You know, and like, I'm down to do it. Yeah. You know, but they just gotta, put you in a predicament. You gotta let me do it my way too. Yeah. Which is always like, nah, that's never, it's yeah. never your way. We're gonna have to kind yeah. of finagle here. It's like, why do I gotta take the most sacrifice? And then and why the fuck am I not getting paid? Just very marginally yeah, more. Very marginal. You know? And it and, lands on you and you're identified with yeah. the place. And and I'm fine to, and I tell everyone, I'm like, I literally love doing that part. Mm-hmm. I like it. That's the part because, that, that's the part because of the job I that's get cool. To, I get to see like that person grow from being like day one server, like can't like writes messy as hell or doesn't know what seat numbers are mm-hmm. to like thirty months down the line they got seat numbers mastered. Mm-hmm. And then Six months down the line, they know how to like, they can handle four tables at simultaneously. And, yeah. then, you know, two years down the line, they can work like the whole dining room by themselves. Mm-hmm. And then I get to stop them and be like, remember your first day? And they're like, dude, yeah, I was done. Yeah. See, that's like, those things. Know. Those are but those it, little you know, things you it, see. It makes you feel positive when you it can does. bring, but like, it's, it's hard. Yeah. It's and hard. I feel like I should get decently compensated yeah. for it, but you know, that money has to come from somewhere. Yeah. And it's from the diner in this scenario. In this area. So yeah, it I is have the to diner. be allowed to charge more to provide all these services for my staff. See, and that and undertaking for the diner. that undertaking is a whole another social construct. Like we talked about, it's like, yo, how we do culturally here, how much money we spend on food is almost completely opposite of what everybody else does. It's crazy. We we charge nothing. Mm. And people complain. Yeah. But I mean, but that's the, the that's part of my education to people too. Exactly, and those are and that's a that's like a, an extra yeah. like amenity that I provide. Mm-hmm. I that, guess that's a forever that's how thing. I look at it. Because like, once you get in the conversation yeah. mode, you're trying to yeah. break down the walls of the. But I do get a better quality, in my opinion. I get a higher quality diner in yeah. my place than I do than most people do because I hear other people complain about like the gluten no cheese person mm-hmm. all the time. I'm yeah. like, I get that person like once a year. Yeah. But see, the, it's the thing to talk about. I don't make about. as much money as this other person, mm-hmm. but the people I get in, every time they come in, stoked. Yeah. Every time they come in, super nice. We always every focus time on they that. come in, mm-hmm. tip 25%. Yeah. We always mm-hmm. focus on the people that are the outliers. And then it almost seems as if that's the majority or that's mm-hmm. common. No, we just hark on it loudest. because it's the the one that's a little multi-layered. Because it's yeah. it, in relation, for instance, like the gluten-free thing. Spilled in over to the lactose thing, spilled over in another allergy thing, and in the food business, clearly the sole responsibility is to you know avoid those things at all costs, and that could come in many forms, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially now. And trying to do that on the fly, it's not like you could fucking you got that that uh, heads up like before you walked in. No, yeah. this is on the fly. Okay, hold up. Okay, okay we'll, just, we'll do we'll, it. Yeah, we'll do, we do it. Yeah, I'm gonna do my best for you. Let's just be clear. You didn't give me your best. Yeah. Neither. Yeah. I'm going to give it to you, but you know. It, but see, that's why you can control your audience. This is, I think, the, the key form of smaller restaurants is uh, every person is truly, you know, really there for you. You start developing. Yeah. You can see that. They're the there benefits for me. That, They're the not there for to just get Italian. Yeah. This is my favorite Italian place. Don't know who works there. Don't know anybody there. No, these mm. are one of those neighborhood places. Yeah. They like, come in yeah. like, oh, dude, you got to go to this place. Yeah. This one guy's there every night, dude. And you and, read the benefits. And you got to like talk to him and ask him this one story. Mm-hmm. Or or this one server's there on that night, dude. She pours a little heavy. <laughs> yeah. But those yeah. are those little things, yeah. uh, the in, the ins and outs of the, you know, the detail of, of work. Mm-hmm. But yes, I was thinking, uh, I, th- I mentioned to you last week, but I don't know if you thought about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking up like uh, incognito, impossible meat. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I okay. Like what is your take on that? Or have you dealt with anything, worked so with anything? Just I've kinda... tried the impossible. Okay. Okay. And I really liked it. Okay. Uh, I know it has a bunch of, I, I saw the list of ingredients the other day and I was like, eh, it's kind of like a lot of what I label on other products as being plastic. Mm -hmm. And I think um, the more left progressive hippie part of my brain is okay with it because mm -hmm. it's in its early stages and like, and just like plastics, when they were in their early stages, we thought everything was great the way it was. And then like a couple of years down the line, you realize, uh -oh. well, they're kind of bad. And so I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, you know, obviously we need a more sustainable protein cycle. Uh, and you're coming at it from the idea of less greenhouse gases, less um, water usage, le less, less land usage. Less water usage, okay. less damage to the planet. And, yep. you know... Uh, and trying to, because everyone always always like, well, you know, if you just did this to this one corporate, I'm like, yeah, okay, but like, just because that would do more than this is, it's that we were talking about the other week. Don't let good, don't let uh, perfect get in the way better. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And like, then possibly maybe ten years from now doesn't exist anymore because it turns out it was wasn't cost effective, but it's a step in, and it's a like a visual step in the mindset of the general population of like. There is a problem, and maybe we haven't honed in on it exactly, but we realize we're doing something bad, and we have to start fixing it the way we know how now. Okay. You can't just ignore a problem. Mm -hmm. So that's how I kind of see the impossible and the beyond meats is like there's a meat shortage because we're, we eat too much, mm -hmm. and here's a, at the moment, viable substitute for that, mm -hmm. that you can still enjoy that flavor, that taste. You know, here there are other options. Maybe it opens people's mind just to being more vegetable forward, which would be cool. Mm -hmm. You know, because that's just how I think we should eat. Yeah, it'd be interesting to get some kind of like um, biochemical person in here to see what they have to say about like fuel for the human body and and see, what, how we could do best. With see, that. and that's what's interesting because as we dabble into you know, that side of the, the food side, meaning like, uh, when it comes to, and, and I was thinking about this when I was kind of thinking about, you know, impossible meat and, um, beyond meat and some of these alternative meat ideas, at least in the, in the recent history. Um, it's like, uh, I think you made a good point and maybe this spurns people to kind of look as, uh, plants and vegetable kind of, uh, as a substitute for, uh, meat or not necessarily a substitute, but more of a, oh, I could lean on that a little more exactly. in the idea of the that's sustainable right. yeah. part, which makes sense because that's how I kind of break it down in my head. It's, it's either sustainable, which is an argument for, you know, like, uh, greenhouse gases, you know, water, ex mm. like that. And then there's the other side that kind of gets muddled, which is like, oh, it's a healthier alternative. I was like, I, I wouldn't necessarily agree it's healthier. Mm -hmm. um, it could be by, you know, minuscule like yeah. points here and there, but like you said, it's still early in its infancy and, and what, at least the stuff that I've been reading, I'm kind of more in the camp of this is no different than what I think like a regular hamburger is from like a mm -hmm. fast food joint mm -hmm, mm -hmm. only in the idea that 
at least for impossible meat. I remember I watched like a little video and they were making it. So it's basically soy protein, then a couple other like highly processed like oils and fats and things from other vegetables. And then it's kind of all mixed in there. They do like a little heme. I think they call it like a fake blood thing to kind of get that redness. Yeah. Um, and then it cooks, looks, tastes like a patty. Like you've had it. It, you said it, 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 it tastes really great, honestly. Yeah. But see, here's my thing. The fact that uh, I got a couple issues only in the sense of it's weird that it just tastes like it. Okay, so I'm thinking this. Okay, when people reference hamburgers, if I had to put a majority on it, I want to say 80% of those people are talking about most likely fast food or some kind of restaurant burger. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're talking about something that's like, oh, here, I got I, I got ground beef, and then I saw it at pepper. home. I don't yeah. think that's what they're talking no, about. No, they're talking so about. So when yeah. they say it tastes like a burger, in my head, I'm thinking, then if it tastes so close to it, it has to be manufactured in the same way. And it's probably just as harmless or harmful to you because of all the processing, at least for me, because I'm thinking the saturated fat part, which a lot of people don't talk about with a lot of these items. I think once you're over processing vegetables, it kind of denotes the idea of what the vegetable is. Now, this isn't to me, I would feel comfortable with not saying it's healthy. And that's mm-hmm. like, yeah, get that out of there. But if if you're in, in the mindset of like, you know, more of the sustainable moving to alternative source, I'm more along the lines and okay with it. I don't think there's nothing wrong with it. Um, I just think that, to your point, I think this could be a step in a bunch of different directions because yeah. I think just being more science heavy in the food production part, I think, is inevitable. Mm-hmm. You know, we see it from the hydroponics and, you know, uh, vertical to, gardening. Maximize. Yes. Maximize efficiency, the, shit yeah. like that. Like, so I, I see it that way. And this could Mid-maxing be an early attempt to bring a game return yeah. into it. Yeah. And then on top of that, too, my other argument is, or my other issue is, why, and I think I've said this before, why in, Impossible Meat is under the vegan like umbrella? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Why would one want to make something that tastes like something that you are not about? <laughs> You get right. what I'm saying? Yeah. No. I, yeah. Why? Why is there like vegan bacon and vegan? Yeah. Cheese? Why make that shit? Why don't you just make yeah. something? And I've said this before. Make yeah. something that's vegan. What? Yeah. Something original. Don't don't hang on the heels of yeah. Don't uh, beef and trying to bacon. Uh, getting that marketing. Yeah, because you're basically yeah. getting to that marketing. Which in and and if it's a you know bottom line money you know is everything, mm-hmm. that is the way to approach it. It's just my yeah. thing is like why don't you just come up with uh, just call it something totally different. Like why even yeah. go into it? But I get it. Yeah. No one's going to buy it. Yeah. Well, they had to sell it and they're trying to, you know, attract people who are maybe on the fence of being vegan. Cause they're like, Oh, I can't be vegan dude. Cause I'll miss cheese. Yeah. And it's like, well, here's something that's like really close. And like, you know, everyone's different. And maybe for, you know, 20% of people that being close enough to cheese without being cheese, that's all they needed to to break themselves from whatever not being vegan to vegan, and you know, um, people, you know, we're all human. Like there, I know, like I eat vegan, vegetarian all the time, mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna sit here and say I'm a vegan, vegan vegetarian. vegetarian. Yeah, I, you know, I still eat meat. I'm not picking a side. No, I just like yeah. that's just how I eat. I think that's my problem with how vegans either are portrayed or have uh, uh, have come off in certain respects because it's it like is a kind little of like, culty well it is a little culty because it's not a, the vegan like it it's more of a the whole thing if you're vegan you this 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 this, yeah. this as opposed to like what you said like oh i eat vegan too or i don't yeah. eat vegan i eat veg- vegetarian 
not all the time. It's not my whole personality. Yeah, it's, it's not me. It's just like one little yeah. thing that I just exactly. do. Exactly. Yeah. But see, I do it in the guise of health. The vegan part to me, I think, is uh, what I'm starting to understand maybe is it's more from the sustainable side, more of the, you know, human or uh, yeah. animal tortured situation, which, I mean, you know, it ain't my thing, but if it is somebody else's thing, by all means, that's mm-hmm. all good. So I, I see it in that light. Um, but yeah, still in, in that regard. Uh, my, my question also is, have you seen Impossible Meat enter any of the restaurants uh, in any capacity, like actual um, like home, like a uh, mom and pop shops, not necessarily I like fast food. I think it was food. like kind of going to because mm-hmm. Pro's Express was going to, for a Carry. hot second, they had it. Okay. And then I think it was like a month or two later, uh-huh. what was it Burger King? I know it was one of them. Mm-hmm. And another joint. Some fast food. All, all of a sudden, they were having it. Uh-huh. And I went to Pro's Express like because someone was asking me, and I was like, hey, can I get one of those five pounds? And they're like, dude, we're out. We can't get any because these fast food chains are buying all of it. Yeah. They can't keep up with the these new contracts they mm-hmm. signed. And I was like, oh, it kind of sucks. But whatever. Like, I'm I'm stoked to see. You know, I just see it as, like, that's a great step for us as a human race that we made. That, like, there's enough demand from these bigger companies to, like, do something more sustainable. Mm-hmm. Rather than just, like, use the cheapest always. But see, do they ultimately turn over and do that? hundred percent because see, they, they will do whatever the demand they're is. Choosing, that's what I'm saying. But yeah. they're not, I don't, to me, they're not choosing it in the way of sustainability. I think they're choosing it in the sense of, well, we already have the burger and we make this in the same way they make that. And we could sell that as vegan and mm. it's just as good. Yeah. We'll buy all that because I bet they do it yeah. in, in the way of like the same way that a lot of restaurants have like one vegan dish Yes, or have like, one chicken dish or you know one kind of outlier dish because yeah. they know out of a party of th- four there's on one it. person that kind of got dragged uh-huh. there and they want to satisfy that one person somehow and maybe that's what they're doing is like hey let's get that car of eight people where there's one vegan yeah make it easier for those seven people to come to us rather than go somewhere else see my issue also is what i, I have a feeling is what happened i could be wrong I think people lean on being vegan, I think, for health reasons. And I think that's the misconception. I to me, I do. could be wrong, but I don't... The way at least it lines up in the way that I have seen the food kind of... read some of the packages. I've worked with some of those ingredients. I I went to school with like a, a vegan, and I learned a lot from her about her kind of her trek and voyage. I'm just like, it's definitely not a health thing, but it feels like there's been a lot of people co-opted to believe the idea that being yeah. vegan is healthy. Well, it's like one of those buzzwords, like organic and free range. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They mean one thing in your head, but, but it's in not actuality, really. they're completely different. See, and how do we reverse those trends, or how do those trends become to be one or the other? Because, yeah. like you said, Impossible Meat, I remember slowly hearing it through the grapevine, like, oh, there's going to be alternative meat coming. I remember, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they mm-hmm. were working on it in Momofugo, I think, certain different levels of it. Um and then to finally hit market and then to ultimately be bought out by fast food chains. It's yeah. like almost like, huh, why would it be by, bought out by fast food chains? And that's where my already yeah. kind of like, oh, I get it. It's the burger without the meat and they just sub soy. But I mean, you know, Jack in the Box, you know, rat tacos are not, those are vegan too. Because <laughs> that, Probably. all that is, it's not it's meat. Very, yeah, it's not real meat. Yeah, it's soy yeah, protein. I feel that. So we've been using soy protein. So now. It's just popular. You know what that makes good me branding? think of? Is, <laughs> you know um, like in the car industry, mm. how electric vehicles could have happened a long time ago. 
but the You're car industries have all owned these electric car patents and just uh what is it called pigeonholed them, them mm-hmm. buried them for so long but then finally like one guy i think made the nissan leaf i think was the one that got popular enough mm-hmm. or maybe it was the prius, prius one of those leaf, two Bolt, finally got popular that. enough on like the yeah that the car companies finally had to seed and be like all right well we've pushed it away as long as possible Look, because it, it's not like a magic trick that all these guys all of a sudden had mad electric they've vehicles had the whole ready time. to go. Yeah. That just tells you that they've had them ready to go. Yeah. But why do it now? Because they finally couldn't hold it back any longer. So that means there's a demand for people. Yeah. There, or... Well, the, we... that People forget. It's like we control everything as, as a group. True. Not you as the individual. True. But the group changes one individual at a time. True. So that's why like people are like, you know, whatever you you know, saving on that doesn't make a dent in whatever. I'm like, no. I I know that me washing out whatever uh plastic that can be recycled of garlic or this or that before throwing it is like nothing compared to what has to happen. Yeah. But like the group has to change one person at a time. Good so point. maybe like you see that I'm doing it and maybe like a year down the line, you know like and I'll do it to like one container a week, mm-hmm. and, but then you and show someone else who maybe they do it. Yeah. How you know? And I'm not trying to be like some un- overworld overlord kind of thing. Yes, I just like, <laughs> I just like this is what uh, I have to do for me. Yeah, because your is, truth. This yeah. is my truth and how I feel that we should all be doing it. Yeah, but I can't say we should all be doing it if I don't do it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's I where it starts. Can't do that. That's where it starts. You got to so, clean your room first. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but I mean, but uh, most of the time, actually, you come over here. It is pretty clean. Actually, hey, relax. Yeah. Hey, why hey, are you getting defensive? Hey, you know what I'm saying, hey, man? You're don't judge you're, me. You're on a low time right now. Uh, hey, yeah, yeah, it's okay. But yeah, it. well, yeah, we could talk about that too. Since whatever uh, mental health awareness month just ended. Oh, geez, it's always okay. a month for something. There's always a month for oh, something. Geez. But you know, it's it's uh, that's a good one to keep in mind. Like. I think that's like really the thing that got me into being like, don't be mad at this person who's gluten allergy saying they can't have cheese. Yeah. Treat it as like, they don't know better. Yeah. They've heard something and they were told, and use this as a learning opportunity for you to teach this person for them to be better. Yeah. And for you to not be angry. Well, that's a good point. I agree. I think it all starts with self-action. Back to your point about the cars. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. I agree with you that a group, it is a group think. And it seems, to your point, car companies have had the technology, and now it's only now that there's an emphasis on it for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. You, you could fucking quantify that in whatever shape or form. Um, but see, my question is, is it really the demand of the people? Or is it something that is, and you know, I'm crazy, but mm-hmm. there's some other forces at play to kind of shift culture a Planned. different way. Because when I looked at like electric car sales, I was like, well, it's like less than 2%. Yeah, it's low. So how is all of a sudden all the cars embracing it? Because what, it's taken over the industry? Or, I mean, is it a mistake that gas is this price as well? Mm-hmm. Is this to help drive sales? Is it a thing for a lot of, you know, certain politicians to be like, we're going no gas at twenty in twenty years. It's like, is that really what we're supposed to be doing? Because that's where I'm questioning. Well, not to say there's nothing wrong with electric. I think that electric should exist. I think hydro should exist. I think 
there are probably like three or four other ways that we could probably make cars. If not, we've already probably made them that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but why did we only have one for a long time? And we're on the verge of a second one only now. Because, you know, my yeah. theory is, oh, back then we had all this. We're only reintroducing it yeah, to yeah. us now. So that's why I'm more or less, I don't know if we're in control of something necessarily. I think I agree with you in the idea we have the power, but we're so, at least at this venture, in my opinion, we're not as connected as it would seem. Even though yeah, the, sure. the veil of connection is there. Look, Facebook, man, look, dude, yeah. we're all connected. It's the first time people. we could communicate. Yeah. But when we communicate, what are we really talking about? And then what's really out there? Because we're not only in in competition with what's what's everything going on out there. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. you know, on top of everything else you're trying to spew out. And yeah. you know how hard that is just to kind of get in your own mind. So then once you clean your own room and then you try to make a difference and you know, when you quantify it that way, it almost seems like a big undertaking, but you know, then you go back to small. But yeah, everything big do is small. Your own, everything small is big. And then you just try to change the con the 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 conversation. I think that's the mindset that I have to stick with is like, yeah, we wish all these big changes would happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, how do you achieve that? Oh man, it seems so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. You know what's not overwhelming? Taking like one minute yeah. to throw away all the trash in your apartment. Good point. And just like start there. Yeah. Start super small. Cause that's how everything starts. It's yeah. tiny. Like microscopic. That's how we started. Yeah. We started as one cell. And then one cell like fucked up and instead of making another one it just joined another one Kept on going and going and, and going. now we're like whatever millions of cells but you know it's like everything small is big everything big is small yeah so you have to start like with that. like you and like i'm gonna do this i'm every time i do pasta out of the pasta pot i'm gonna take my towel and wipe down my little metal thing so it doesn't get all fucked up all night and then my brain can handle everything that's happening see once you start thinking about the the microcosm in the mind and in the daily and then you quantify that and try to speculate how many people do that shit if i have a hard time trying to do it within a seven day frame shit i could only imagine people don't even think about it for for years ever Yeah. yeah So that's why I'm like, okay, see, and that, but and you that's can't your let point. that be defeating. Can't, can't, I know you yeah, can't. Exactly. It's so easy to be defeated it by is, that. It is, yeah. But it, you, and like everyone who does this, they all have this same mentality. Everyone's always like, dude, that person has like so peace. I'm like that person is not at peace with yeah. themselves all the time. That's just what you're seeing. That's like <laughs> that's like the very that meme that's always like the very tip. Of, that's all that's on display. Yeah, that's on display. You yeah. don't see like like I was just telling you for the last two weeks. I've been like just uh, like Lulling. tired in a shit mood, yeah. angry at nothing. You don't see all that because guess what? That's not your problem. Yeah, exactly. That's my problem to deal with. Yeah, my or, own little world I got to fucking yeah, deal with. Yeah, I got to f- deal with it the way I have to deal with it, mm-hmm. whether that's like sharing it with my homies or yeah. sharing it. That's not for the guests to see. The guests doesn't my life know away. I'm all you know mad that, that whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I can't think of some bullshit thing right now. You know what they have to see? That's I'm selling I'm selling that one little tip of iceberg. Yeah. And that's, that's it. what we do day in and day yeah. out as people. We pick what mask we wear, mm-hmm. and then we go out there and play the role. And that's what we're doing. And to your point, and I agree, and I should be less worried about how the group thing is. Because if you look at change in you know the last however many years and reflect back, you're like, yeah, we're never really fully incorporated into the change. It's just we're a part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a, it's like that Taoism shit, that eating stuff. It's like you just oh, flow with all it. that stuff, dude. You just flow with that it. Like is... it comes and it goes. That's why the negative stuff. I agree with you. Like when I'm in a lull and I'm down, I'm like I'm down. 
and I'm going to stay down because yeah. I'm not going to force nothing yeah. that is I let not, it. I let it happen. Mm-hmm. I don't let it consume me. Nope. You can't let it consume, mm-hmm. but you can let it like flow through you mm-hmm. and accept the reality that it is. Accept it. Yeah. And do what you got to do to help yourself. Yeah. You know, call somebody. Do little mechanisms. Write it down. Yeah. Go for a walk. You know, you Cook, know. Make you have some to, pasta. You have to learn. And maybe you don't know what works for you yet. Yeah. And that's cool, too. Because then now you get to try to figure out what works Share for you. that with someone and yeah. let them help you. Yeah. You know, and let let that person be a part of your underwater iceberg. Mm-hmm. Because that tip only floats with a huge base. Ah, look Just at like you. Just like a building, dude. You need a huge foundation mm-hmm. to build one little thing. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, your foundation gets stronger with other people or with whatever healing methods that you got to do. Yeah. But you there's a lot of them out there. There's a lot of them out there. Yeah. So I, I'm on with you. With yeah. that. Uh, Everything big is small. Everything, Everything big small is small. Is big. Big. That's always that thinking. It's like that, uh, that esoteric knowledge they talk about. It's like, yo, as above, so below. Like what you yeah. think is up is really down. But that's why I'm always like, dude, the yeah. change is you. Yeah. You want, you want uh, the U.S. to run on hydro watered cars only. Yeah. Okay. Well, guess what? You have to be better about not using gas or mm. or be more positive in sharing that knowledge with people. When people say you're dumb and stupid, you just say, okay, you're not ready for this message yet. I'm not going to just ignore you or write you off. Like, It's not for you. That's fine. Mm. Maybe your threshold hasn't been met yet. For what, Maybe you weren't receptive to me today because someone cut you off on the freeway. That's as simple as it goes. That's all that's it takes. How, yeah, and and like takes. to just be to just be aware that other people have problems, but truly aware, not just say it like yeah. you're having a bad day and you don't even have to tell that to them. You just say, "You know what? I appreciate what you're saying back to me. Let's come back to this another time." Look at that. Look at that. But Polo walks <laughs> around barefooted, folks, with a wreath <laughs> around his head real, and ankles. But I mean, that's a, that's a, you know, I think you have that's to a great... like, force yourself to slow down to go faster. Yeah. It's it so is. weird how all these things that like the older, you know, guys taught you. Yeah. They just, they start applying themselves to different part of your life. Mm-hmm. They do. Those but you have to be like, play. you have to be patient. Yeah. Patience is everything. But like, yeah. I, I agree with you. The, the mind kind of, and I was talking to uh, my brother about this not that long ago is it's cool because the mind is starting to kind of. You know, Think about how big your brain is. That's what I said. It's it's like tiny in your head. You, yeah. There's more, what is it, synaptic pathways in your brain mm-hmm. than there are stars in the galaxy. Boom. Like, what? You can't, and you me. can't even fathom how big that is, yeah. but you know that. And also that same thing that knows that, we don't even understand. We don't understand. So Shit. what is the crazy dichotomy of that relationship? That's what the I said. The same thing that can make your brain dream and do all this. Mm-hmm. Is the same thing that you don't understand, but you know it does it. Yeah. Wh- what? Yeah. That's crazy. That's when you get into the whole philosophy ideology, yeah. and there's a plenty out there for well, you. Well, just let that mystery be the fact that, like, yeah. I don't know everything. Yeah. Because I don't even know how my own body works, yeah. and the smartest people alive who study that shit every yeah. day, they still don't know how it fucking works. They don't really know. Nobody knows. So and you I don't think tell that's me that you know everything yeah. about everything you know? No, you do not. That's the so ego, have a though. Little patience. That's the ego. Oh, yeah, the ego. See, and once you go we back live, to the ego, we live through the ego. We want people want to know what's going on. People want to be right. It's just mm-hmm. something inherent. Now, is the stuff around us in this world or the realm or whatever? Is this stuff that we're creating or somebody creating it for us? Mm-hmm. That's the big question. That's why when you talk about culture, we talk about you know why you know things certain things happen like that. 
I mean, and to your point, strip the ego away. No one really knows what's going on. If you take that approach, then mm-hmm. the world seems a little more, I mean, a lot more interesting mm-hmm. because you dabble into, you know, little wormholes of information, at least for me. Um, and you could take that infinitely anywhere. Like you said, like just even the synopsis and you're like comparing that with, the, you know, the, the universe and galaxy stars. You're like, that is strange that there's a That's subset wild. of people that say they know. But when you dig deep down, no one really They knows. actually don't know. No. So when you know that and then you quantify that over mm-hmm. every day walking in life, then you're just kind of like, well, shit, since nobody knows nothing, then I should know at least what I think I would know. And then you kind of force well, yourself to learn And that. that's the hard part, too, once you have that, is like not allowing yourself to be frozen. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, well, I can't do anything because I don't. No. Yeah, don't be you defeated. Can't do any, don't exactly. be defeated. Don't get nihilistic. It, and don't even take it as a challenge. Just take no. it as like, this is the reality. Mm-hmm. And just accept the fact that you can do something today that you think is great. And mm-hmm. tomorrow you can get new information and realize it was wrong. Yeah. And that you're not a bad person. Yeah. You weren't wrong. Shit. Like when we started using plastic, we were like, this is the best fucking shit ever. Still is. We can make literally whatever shape we want and it's fine and it can seal foods and it can, it can hold up buildings. And then 20 years later, we were like, oh shit, this shit part of it breaks down, <laughs> but it never goes back to nothing. And yeah. then we eat it and it's bad for us. Yeah. It doesn't mean the people who were making plastic forks 30 years ago were wrong. It doesn't mean the people making plastic forks today are wrong. Mm-hmm. It just means we have new information, information to apply to the problem. How do we do it? The equation got bigger. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. And Fuck to, to, and to just be like, okay, but go forward with the knowledge of like tomorrow, one plus one could be 11. Maybe. Well, no. Can't I be. mean, it won't. <laughs> but like tomorrow but i mean to tomorrow, be honest that, that going in front of crazy. that person yeah. is maybe better yeah than going behind them it's that little and just trying to get better every and day that's fine yeah you, you were never wrong yeah but that everybody's scared to be wrong. wrong everyone's so scared it's like who cares and everybody dude? wants to be right Guess nobody what? wants to be wrong why do we have so many sayings about you learn more from failure than from success we have so many because people forget about it yeah it gets lost yeah, but in how translation. do we have so many and people still don't recognize that like being wrong is that's also an opportunity to like learn like what not to do. But see, I think we've created and back to some culture. Now, I don't know if it's we've created it, but we've created this think tank of being wrong is like is bad. And then but knowing not, shit, you're rewarded why, for it. And that's when people mess up. I'm like, they always like they want to like, how do you like deal with that? I'm like, dude, because I've messed up so many fucking times. Yeah, you gotta. And like up. when like I'm gonna show you the right way to do it, but guess what? You're not gonna really learn anything mm-hmm. until you start messing up and like. They're like, oh, well, how did you know that, like, the garlic was going to cook in time? And I'm like, oh, well, because, you know, whatever, how many times I messed this up. I've wrecked. I've realized (laughs) that minced garlic literally takes three minutes of heat. Not Mm. oil heat, not Mm. water heat, not dry heat, not whatever Mm. heat. Three minutes of heat overall, and that little piece of garlic is cooked. It is done. So when it's in the box, I recognize it's still cooking. Yes. Because I've messed up so many different times. Mm Mm-hmm. Boom. Like, we all have stories of, like, you know, going to some offsite and, like, I don't know, the chef boils, like, boiling water in an igloo container. Oh, and you day. get there and the beets are cooked perfectly. <laughs> and you're like, how the fuck did you do that? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, yeah, well, you know, because uh, one time we got there and the stove was broken at the place we were going to work mm-hmm. at. And so 
Now every time I just do it ahead of time this way. Learn some shit along the way. Yeah, but they only learned because they got in a shit situation. Yeah. Everybody fucks up. Everybody doesn't know shit. Yeah. But it's, yeah, that's just strange how we pretend to act like, you know, everybody knows everything. Yeah, you don't have to be some sage that knows everything. But that's the thing. You can't admit that you don't know. I do all the time. Yeah, yeah. See? But that's the game we play. Yeah. We, the game we play is I know everything. Motherfucker, you don't know shit. But in reality, it's like, Honestly, the people that come up to me talking about how much they know, I almost write them off instantly, which is probably not the best thing I could do. Not a hippie. Not a hippie. But, you know, that's like I'm just not ready to take on that person yet. That's the balance part. As long as being a hippie, you also probably have a machine gun. That's how it works. You have to have one of the – you have to have both. Both sides of you are there. The the, the dichotomy of the human being is always going to be that, at least in my opinion, is always the balance. And that's why going over so much one side – this side is always going to exist. And to it examine always. both and know both. Y'all never watch Avatar The Last Airbender? Come on. Oh, see, there's there you always, go. There's always the clues are always out there. Yeah. But see, that's how, how, how people many interpret it. Story, you know, it's like, how many different stories do we have about good and bad? This side versus True. this side. But the other side is needed always. True. You always need a little cynicism in you. Because that's the only way you know you're good. could be bad. That's the only way you know it's good. You need the yeah. contemporary. You need mm. the bad to exist for good to yeah. exist without this good is to, what in comparison yeah. to you know it's just a thing yeah. that's why having both like yeah. you said like and back back if to you the you were point, happy yeah. all the time mm-hmm. you would never know it yeah because that's you've your, never that's been not happy yeah, exactly that's what i'm saying it's I remember like some you, fifth grader said yeah. that to me one time coming back from some like summer camp and i was like how the fuck did you figure that shit where out where did you come from what kind of spiritual dimension are you from but it makes but sense but i was like it's true yeah but no one and no one guides us no one ever lets us know that or the hints are there in our monkey brains just kind of you know just we do don't want to be thing. wrong well, we don't that, be wrong that enters no, the no, mind early no i am happy yeah mm, kind of seem like you're not yeah no <laughs> you can say it all you want, you but how you feel is yeah. what it is. But you know, yeah. it's always intuition. That's why I think in, in in relating that to you know at least the cooking game, um, yeah, you only know shit. And it's it's my emphasis is always trial and error in that manner and instinctual. Because if it's wrong, you could always write it. And the good thing about cooking, especially cooking, is there's a lot of leeway. Mm-hmm. A lot of leeway. Like, there's not really a wrong way to do it. That's why when people ask, like, yo, man, oh, I can't be a chef like that. I mean, it's not really about being a chef. It's really about mm-hmm. just, you know, being taking open. control of your situation. Like, if you want to yeah. eat shit or you want to, you can learn. It's very easy I to I tell learn. people all the time, dude, being, cooking is not hard. No. The time management part is a little challenging. The time is. The time the is. The time management everything. is kind of the hard part. Yeah. But it's like, that's the part I like. But that's the part and that's like fun. The cooking cooking all fun. day. The like, wild part of like, oh, man, dude, that table ordered 20 minutes ago. Dude, we got to do it now. We haven't even started. Oh, God, like, dude, I got to make man. the only you know what I mean? Even as simple as like, even just cooking at home. Shit's yeah. like fucking just, you know, crack a bottle of wine open, smoke some oh, weed, listen to a thing. Oh, shit, I left the rice cooker on. My yeah. rice is burnt on the bottom. Guess what? That's now tadig. Yeah, exactly. It's supposed <laughs> to be burnt <laughs> on the top. That's so great. Uh We are making now paella. <laughs> you know what that's so great. Come on, man. I mean, there's it's always fine. an answer to everything. It's fine, yeah. It's Especially fine. with cooking, it's we just weird like, how people scrape that part off, you know. Yeah, it's just layer it off, throw it out, and then uh, start a new. Dry it out, put it in the fridge, fried trying. rice next day. Eh, there you go. Yeah, whatever. No dude. one gives a fuck. No one. No, no one, one cares. No one really cares. That's really the ultimate truth. Is 
at the end of the day, no one cares. So when the mm. tussle happens, uh, for instance, like at the restaurant, mm. it's just a matter of, well, this is just my preference, but I don't want to tell you. So we're going to play mm. this kind of tiptoe sure. game of, I just want this, but I don't really want to tell you mm. why. Unless well, I really and tell that's you. that's why okay, you have you know to what? be aware of people's intentions. Mm. Not the, so the mean. Nefarious or not. Yeah, you have to be aware of people's means to the end. The end goal is nothing. True. The angle is never reached. No. You never reach the angle. You're no. always in the means. No, you're always in the means. Because even if you reach your angle, it was really what? To get this other thing. To the next So one. really your end was a means for something else. Yeah, it's always something. So you have to be super aware of people's intentions. And that's why, that's like the part I'm learning now is like how to manage my intentions mm-hmm. all the time and how to manage my cook's intentions and the server's intentions mm-hmm. and the intentions of a, of a restaurant overall and yeah. the intentions of the diner coming in. Like people, man. I'm not going to take you being disrespectful to no one who yeah. works for me in any way. See, because they all know they that. can come get me and you're gone. Yeah. And that would be the end for you. Yeah. But yeah. you know, that's, that's the, the part I struggle with the most for sure. I mean, you're not the only one because you got to imagine it's still the human being at the end of the day. And like you said, one thing could tip the scales off. One thing can easily change the attitude, the behavior, um, and it's out of your control. Mm-hmm. It's almost one of those things where, and when I, when you were describing kind of, you were going down your uh, rundown with, you know, quantifying the restaurant, the workers, and being on the same page, getting them in the battle, being able to, you know, slowly mm-hmm. progress and grow. And you're talking about as small as six employees. That's still a fucking heavy workload. That's a mission, dude. In the idea of hoping, you're just hoping that, okay, they'll show up and they'll do their job. We're not going to kill nobody. We're not going to lose money yeah. every day. Like, that's And the that's hope. challenging enough. That's challenging if, at baseline. Just, and that's without even adding in the fact that, like, they all have their own issues going on at home. Thank you. And I have to start with them trying to come into work and just like, hey, whatever happened at home, fuck up, fuck yeah, off. You don't know where you they're coming from and how they're yeah. coming in. You know, you well, that's, in three like days. What I, that's what I told you before. I, <laughs> yeah. Everyone at the start of the shift, I'm like, how are you doing today? Yeah. How are you doing? The human aspect. Yeah. I'm like, how are you today? Yeah. Do you like need to like just not work right now and you got to leave for 10 more minutes and come back? Tell me, dude. Because mm-hmm. that's part of my job is yeah. like helping you being your most prime yeah. when we open but see the intentions of people it gets back to it yeah. people, yeah, people are need nefarious to play more strategy down. games man it with party just need to think. turn-based party combat games all you got to do is just play settlers Catan, folks and yeah. you're good to go I like that game. see that's what i'm saying i hate that game it's all strategy <laughs> it's all intention because yeah. you know everybody's but trying exactly, to win it's all intention but in how you do your dealings and how yeah. you play that's to me a little microcosm of life, and mm-hmm. I, I've 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 heard this said once before. It's funny, but this comedian was talking about how he's not a good friend with all of his friends and shit, and he was just saying like, and he embraced it. He's like, I'm not a good friend. We're not good friends. But what we do, at least in our circle of friends, is we're all trying to secretly be famous away from each other. That's just how it works, and we're never going to talk about it. And we dump on each other all day. And when I heard that, I thought it was one of the most eye-opening things because in a small way at least when i'm thinking in the world of you know the professional world or the business world or money world and then you quantify that into the uh you know male world because that's the only world i know mm-hmm. it is kind of like this idea of sharkville where it's like you don't know the dude's intentions especially when it comes down to work all that because for all you know when you're just coming in there like i'm just gonna take all this motherfuckers recipes and i'm just gonna open up 
I never know. Dumb, they could yeah. be doing. They could be super fake to me the whole time. The whole time. But I can't let that freeze me. You cannot. You have to go in your own will and be righteous enough to the point where you're undeniable. Because then that's where you make your peace, yeah. and those things will happen along the way. Yeah. And that's just to me as but I recognize I how people are. But that's I'm just gonna be exactly. like, for me, your truth. I need to help you. Mm-hmm. I need to. I'm trying my best you. until you're no longer yeah. under my reign, and then yeah. you're, you're and on then your I, own. And then I will hope the best for you at yeah. all times. See. True not, monk, a true hippie. Yeah, true, true monk, true hippie. Yeah. Oh. All right, mushroom facts. What you got? Mushroom facts. All right, cool. I'm stoked. There's uh, one called the honey something, honey mushroom, honey, whatever it's called. It's two and a half miles across. Holy shit. The, and then I heard- The actual mushroom. The mycelium. Oh, okay. So uh-huh. I, then I learned today, because I, I, I knew the word mycelium, but I didn't really get it. So the mushroom is kind of like the berry. Of the mycelium, yeah, it's the mushroom is nothing, yeah, and um, then so then then yeah. yeah, and it's somewhere up in Oregon, north, yeah, I think it's in Oregon, Pacific Northwest yeah, is where they all, all are. It's all wet. And all damp. the mushrooms are there, folks. Yeah. So then this, the next stat, which I thought was even crazier, oh. said it's estimated that around eighty percent of the earth beneath your feet is just mycelium. Jeez, I eighty percent of the dirt. I believe it. And I believe it though, because it's like because like once they talk about like yeah, dude, that that little mushroom that you eat or that you use, that's just the berry yeah, of, the, the whole of the whole plant, which yeah. is not really a plant. Nope. Uh, what is it? Uh, mushrooms are closer in genetic in genetic identity to us as humans Woo. than fellow plants. What? Uh, so we're of this world, yeah, or parts of it, yeah. The the eighty percent is my Sam was kind of the the most groundbreaking part, and I was like, no wonder stuff like decomposes. Mm-hmm. Like that's why because yeah. the mycelium is eating it. It's not that mushroom is eating it. It's oh, that root system is, yeah. is eating it. And that's why like, you see mushrooms everywhere that's on your fucking everywhere. lawn. That's why they're Next everywhere. To a fucking thing. It's they just oh, happen. And then another fact. Go ahead. Okay, uh, the spore of the mushroom, the the I don't know what what you want to the substrate. That the okay. spores on, yeah, yeah, yeah. that it that it exists on, mm-hmm. is the nature's hardest material. I've heard of that too. And I've it's like, yeah, yeah, you think of a spore in your hand, you, one you can't even see them; no. they're so tiny. Yeah. Literally, to take a spore print of something, you have to leave it in a bag for a day and let them fall out, mm-hmm. and then you can see them. And then you fucking do something with them. But it's it's just that it's so small that you could never crush it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you could, it's mm-hmm. the hardest substance known to man. I Natural mean, substance known to man. Mushroom plastics. Well, and now mushrooms are eating plastic. I guess not now. They always were. They can. But we found it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I saw another fun fact about the bioluminescence of mushrooms. Oh. I guess there's a whole, there's a tons. Yes. And that people have been known to find their way through the forest by tracking these different bioluminescent oh, mushrooms. Oh, man. So they sneak in and out. Why and are these It's illegal? like little street lights. That's what know? I'm saying. But you got to think, they're there, and I don't think it's random. It can't be random. At least it's with the bioluminescence, you got to think like there's probably some system to this that we're not that we're not of. aware. Of. Some well, because the universe language is math, right? Boom. That's true. Or we accept that as true. It can be. So, if math is the language of the universe, you know they say that like with enough data, they could predict the weather patterns. You know. 100 years out because oh, they, they could know they could measure you know how much wind blew mm-hmm. today through sacramento 
you know, that air, you know, is then going to be affected by that. With enough computing data, you could figure out where one molecule of air was going to be. Mm. You know, the amount of data is infinite. infinite that, you know, you would need. But with math, it is possible to track it. and per, Or not per track it, but predict it. So what's to say that because of that, that math hasn't predetermined where exactly all these mushrooms are going to go by their spore flights? I mean, that's all intelligent and maybe, design. And, you know, I mean, let's be honest. Maybe there is some some other big thing out there that does control math that we don't that we just can't comprehend. That's and math is their language for communicating with us. Question of life, right there. You know, because I think and it that's is intelligent design. I mean, think but about it that. is kind of crazy how everything always just like without us kind of lines up anyway. Maybe not in the most perfect way, but it's but it's not the perfect, perfect way for us. For us, maybe for whatever is controlling math or. Whatever is perfect is just not our perfect. No, but see, that's what it's the mystery is trying to figure out what we are in in coincidence with that, what mm-hmm. we're talking about. Because you see it, we say beauty is in everything. Fibonacci yeah. sequence, look at a sunflower seed. Dude, the Fibonacci sequence I one mean, is kind of wild. Let's be honest now. Acorns, uh, artichokes, the Fibonacci sequence is everywhere. Intelligent design is mm-hmm. here. So when you take it back to the mushroom idea, you're thinking in your head like, okay, how is this portrayed at least... Uh, certain ones. Some are edible, obviously, and then you have the ones that are kind of like, oh, no, these are Schedule 1. These are dangerous. Don't yeah. take these. And then there's a whole another plethora of well, ones just, no one's ever seen I feel before. like it's just like the unknown was scary. But it, wasn't like, that. it wasn't like that in the 40s or 50s. Yeah, but you know, the unknown is scary. So we were just like, oh, we don't understand those. That's so weird. That does that to your brain. No one can have those. Or they knew what they do. Or and they were they like, yo, know. we can't allow and they were you like, have We can't this. allow the regular person to deal with why not i mean look at that if you're talking about we share probably dna with fucking mushrooms at this point and they're a part of us they're a part of this world maybe mushrooms are our future evolved form i mean who's to say that it's not mushrooms and you're talking about mycelium right yeah yeah i was talking about the mycelium that's underneath that's under the ground that's in the ground that's so root structure is the easiest way that's underneath And my questions are like, like what else is underneath? Dude, so many things. This is what makes me want to go back to school for like, um, what's it called? Learning about plants. I don't know. I wouldn't even go back to school at this point. Horticulture. Nope. Not even that. Because I don't even think the people that do horticulture even ask those questions. Well, I will. (laughs) Because I think it'd be. There's a mushroom guy out there that I don't think he, I don't know how he learned his stuff, but he had some. Very fascinating to say, like the shit you were talking about. Uh-huh. He was talking about shit like that, like the biggest. Dude, he had a mushroom hat on, like he oh, was dude. one of the. But Sounds he's, like my kind of person. But that's what I'm saying. I was like, okay, nice. and that's what opened me up to this, you know, extensive look at the possibilities of mushroom. That's all I'm mm-hmm. looking at is the possibility as yeah. how people look at marijuana right now in the terms of, oh, dude, this is like a super, a super plant. Okay, mushrooms, I think, are right there. Mm-hmm. And no one really talks about them oh, because I think they're existing one. already. An average portobello mushroom, just one cap, mm. has as much or more potassium in it than a banana. Agreed. I can see that. Come on, man. What? We should be snacking on Why? portobellos. We should just be eating nothing but mushrooms all the time. But see how mushrooms are made is what again? The mushroom is like the berry of the mycelium. Okay, so it's mycelium like, is going to feed off of whatever's on yeah, the surface. The easiest way for at least that it was definitely doing the easiest explanation because, you know, even people who study mushrooms all the time are still, it's like 
it's really hard because it's just not the same as plants, but yes. everyone looks at them as plants. Mm-hmm. So the mycelium you can think of as like the root structure. Root structure, yeah. And then but the, actually the actual out. mushroom that we see mm-hmm. is like the cherry on the tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though it's it, that's very close. It's close enough to get the, the idea, idea across. The idea makes sense. It's yeah. the berry, but it's weird because nobody planted the mycelium. No, no. <laughs> so it's no. like these just kind of come up. But They've just been around. There's an interesting theory out there, and this has nothing to do with food, but there's a guy named Terrence McKenna, Stone Date Theory. You ever heard of it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think we talked about it. That's about what I'm like, saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. humans started walking upright because they were foraging, and they ate the mushrooms, and it created all these new synaptic pathways, which the magic mushrooms have been proven to be the only substance known to man to create new pathways in your brain. Come on, man. Why is it illegal? Can you imagine how advanced we could get if we could study those more and then like use it in a targeted manner? But see, here's my thing. Flip that. Isn't it crazy how we used to be like that and then they took it away from us? Yeah. Well, we yeah, the human race used to be like very adventurous and bold and I see it as advanced personally because yeah. if you're going to tell me mushrooms like are going only, for shit, we used to always go for it. Like, let's go for it. What's the worst um, that we can happen? We die, whatever, dude. We got more of us. Let's dude, go whoever built the state capitol, Washington, D.C., all those buildings that look like that, I'll they was on mushrooms. They was on mushrooms. Come on, man. You're going to tell me that the people who decided to go to the moon for the first time wasn't on mushrooms? Never did any kind of drug. Yeah. That Even they, the idea just to, to go up just there? Just to conceive that, like, you know what? Oh, and another thing. Mushrooms can survive the, both the vacuum and radiation of space. Oh. There you go. There you go. So you're telling me that we could probably plant mushrooms on the moon? We should just build a mushroom ship. We should just be mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> I am a mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> See, there you go. Mushroom yeah. facts, folks. Food Junkie Radio, episode 21 or 22, Polo. Don't tell them what they need to know. Uh, drink your water. Yeah. Uh, be patient. Yeah. Be okay with being wrong. Uh, what's another one I always say? Vote with your dollar, please, for the love dollar. of God. Vote with your dollar. Not a lot of that comes out. Uh, I think I already said it, but I'm going to say it twice. Be okay with being wrong. Be okay with being wrong. Truth. Paulo, thank you very much. Time always. always. a pleasure. Appreciate thank it, brother. You.